preventative in the Bible, like Joseph in the seven years, or uh, Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar. So when you get dreams, it's how to direct your prayers. So we just cancel all the assassination attempts right now against Donald Trump in Jesus' name through the prophetic dream. Thank you, Father, for it. Done. Protected. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Welcome, everybody. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Jesus on the throne of a greater glory through our souls in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. The living water is paving a superhighway of heaven through your earthen vessel. You know what rest is? The Bible says labor to enter the rest. The only laboring is paving. Holy Ghost concrete, streets of gold. <laughs> Amen. There is a pavement of sapphire blue being built in you. <laughs> Progressive revelations causing excessive intoxications. <laughs> the Lord wants to remind everyone, open bar. You can drink as much as you want every day. The more you're dealing with external dust, the more drinking is required. Remember, what clears up the dust and the dirt and the confusion of all external things is only the living water. Spirit's been telling me living water for the flesh, blood of Jesus for the spirit. Like the living water purifies the soul realm, the mind realm, the bone and marrow realm, the natural realm, the DNA realm, in the heavens and the earth and under the earth. The living water washes the world. That's why the water comes as the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, the water was for the outside, but on the inside was the ark. Inside the flood, inside the water, was a wooden vessel representing the cross of Jesus Christ's cross. <laughs> By which we cross. In the cross to the boss. Mm. So that we're not tossed by any other wave of doctrine, brother. Heresies. Heresies of the Pharisees. Pharisees accuse us of heresies. But anytime you point at someone else, there's three fingers pointed back at you. <laughs> but he will follow through inside you. And it's going to be a clean machine, well-oiled and flowing, and the angels do the rowing when you find your seat in the enemy's defeat under the God of peace. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 
Sometimes your mind will start to look at the things that you're dealing with in the external realm. The mind is so fickle, it'll forget with the same day the victories of the glory. The mind is so fickle, it'll forget to tap into the living water even though you had breakthrough earlier that morning in the living water. This thing goes dry and confused within minutes. Even today, you know, dealing with uh, my rims on my car, they had a, a terrible welding job. You're not supposed to weld rims. These guys at Discount Tire, they took my rims off and they say, it's leaking in five places. And they showed me the welds that were pre-existent when someone donated the vehicle into the ministry. They donated it with these welded wheels and they were leaking in five places. So your tires are fine. You just need new rims. And so they put the rims on and you know, it's a, should be an easy job, but they put the wrong tires on the wrong side. So it started bulging. And then it started rubbing against the wheel well. So what should have taken 45 minutes took two hours today. We got it all fixed and flowing smoothly. But it's always shocking and surprising that the upgrades come with external resistance. I was looking at my apartment and the three things in my apartment building that bring me the most joy and pleasure are the three things broken and shut down. The steam room, the sauna, and the hot tub. And they've been broken for like two years and they don't even plan on fixing them because it's like $100,000 and they're cheap. So it's interesting. You look at every upgrade that I've had in the glory of God the last several years. There's been resistance and attacks towards the divine pleasure of the Holy Ghost increase through the soul. I'm sure you guys all have the same testimonies. It's the same for everyone that's overcoming in the world. The enemy is attacking the increase of the pleasures of the Holy Ghost in the natural realm. You got the Holy Ghost in the spiritual realm. You got the Holy Ghost in the new creature. The new creature is filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's already in full spiritual stature because it's fully spiritual. Just fully spiritual. Now it's dealing with this mess of the natural that you are in through blood and bones. And that's where you confront all the fallen angels constantly. And you learn how to stay in the cocoon. You learn how to stay in the water. You learn how to stay in God in union with the Holy Ghost so that you're protected as the enemy resists you on the outside. So it does get refined on the inside. This resistance and the troublemaking and all the problems that you deal with as you're getting fine-tuned in the soul dimension, the angels are assigned to fine-tune it. That's their job. So it's angel versus angel. That's what the Bible says in Revelation and Michael the Archangel wrestled Satan the ancient dragon. So that the angels are warring now in the heavenlies, not just for themselves, for you. For the perfecting of your natural existence in this earth. This earth was not to be a place of constant problems. This earth was to be a place of constant bliss. That's what the Garden of Eden on earth, as it was in heaven, was. And we lost it. And Jesus died on the cross to restore it. 
He didn't die on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. That's not true. That's a salvation gospel. It's a false gospel. And that will irritate half of you. But it is the truth anyhow. Jesus didn't die on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. He died on the cross for the restoration to the Garden of Eden. Which just one minor part of it is forgiveness of sins. And then the major part of it is glorification of the inner man. Forgiveness of sins doesn't glorify the inner man. The glory and the knowledge of the glory eating revelation glorifies the inner man. The blood of Jesus for forgiveness of sins won't get you into promised land life. It'll get you forgiven, but it won't get you glorified. He, him who he justified, he also glorified, Amplified Classic, raising them to a heavenly dignity and state of being. Which means you got to get glorified after you get justified. Justification is first step, like into the Red Sea. You need the Red Sea. We we're talking about how yesterday at my stepdad's 70th birthday party, they're going to Israel, and it was a sudden thing. They had a meeting with some old friends last week in their church out in Minneapolis. Here's some other church they go to. This pastor has taken like 25 tours of his church people over to Israel. And my mom's like, I've always wanted to go to Israel. So my stepdad just melted and like, we're going, honey. And they signed up, they're on the list, they're going. They leave next month in just a couple weeks. <laughs> and so they started to describe to me what they're going to be doing in Israel. And the first thing they're doing is a tour on the Red Sea. Wow. <laughs> Which is how you come out of Exodus of Egypt initially. You got to get the tour. Like Moses, you know, walking on dry ground. Interesting. Walking on dry ground. Which means the blood of Jesus is produced through dry ground. Dry ground and blood of Jesus ain't enough to save you. It's not enough to save you. People say, oh, the blood of Jesus is not enough. You know, people manifest because they're full of gray theology instead of blue crystal sea. They live in a different world. The kingdom world has depths and elevations to revelation knowledge in experiences. It's not this all or nothing Greek garbage false Christianity that has corrupted our belief systems in America. We need to go back to the crystal sea and be taught of living water, which is in measurements, which is in colors, which is in experiences. You got to get out of your head in order to be a true disciple of the spirit. Those who are discipled in the head are antichrists. They can't grow. They're not growing in God. They're growing in Satan. Those that are in their spirit, the grace of the Lord Jesus with your spirit, by the Father of spirits, getting their spirit father, by the Father of glory, increasing the glory in their spirit, going from glory to glory, are, are the ones that are growing in the kingdom of heaven. Growing in the kingdom of heaven. Where there is no leaven that spoils the lump. You know what leaven is? A little leaven ruins the whole dough. Leaven is soulish teaching about Jesus. That's why you're better off just in liquid nonsense than in logical reason that makes sense. If you're making sense to the brain, you're cursing the person and killing them. Most people enjoy the death teaching in the gray matter. 
It's death's teaching. You're actually embracing death as your father, as your covering, when you get logical, reasonable explanations to the carnal mind. It's truly, you're being infused with Satan. You're getting infused with Satan, pretending to be an angel of light. And that's mostly the food out there right now. And when you get into the unlogical, undignified, glory realm, that is totally foolishness, that's what the Bible says, it's the foolishness, God's foolishness, which is just getting undone in the glory, which everyone needs, otherwise they're never set free their whole Christian lives. We got our dignity, we got our respectability, we care what others think, we care what our parents think, we care what our spouses think, we care what our business relationships think, and we're into respectability, people-pleasing. You can't get promoted in God, you're working in Babylon's system. Ministry is often people-pleasing in 2022 and has been for the last 2,000 years. That's how the Judaizers come around and they'd welcome in to every church, turning them against the Apostle Paul that was trying to develop them spiritually. The religious people come around the dogs, Paul called them dogs, and they try to teach them soulishly. How many of y'all know the soulish ones won? Do you know that? The soulish false teachers won, and they killed Paul. And soulishness continued in Christianity for pretty much 2,000 years. And it's still rare and fringe. They call it fringe. When you're a spiritual teacher and not a logical, reasonable, false teacher. It's the truth anyhow. We need substance abuse in the spiritual stomach to blast our brains off like a broken fire hydrant. Last thing you need is reason. You got enough of that, it's killed you the last 2,000 years. What you need is unreasonable living water like a fountain that's blasting your brain off your spirit to set you free. You gotta get set free in the glory. The glory is not another thing you can add to your theology. People come in here and they try to add this new teaching, this description of the Shekinah, this living water gospel. I can put it on my shelf, categorize it in the library of my own soulishness and stay a false Christian. We're not gonna allow that. That's why I attack you. I attack you out of love. I burn your libraries in your heads like Acts. They burn the witchcraft scrolls. They burn all the things that you have logically sorted out in your mind, believing in God. A lot of people in Christianity believe about God and Jesus the same way the demons do. The same exact beliefs of the fallen angels. If you're in the soul, you got the same beliefs about God as Satan and his angels. Truth in hell. And a lot of people call that perfect doctrine. They call that their their articles of faith. And they go onto their website and they read their 16 points to make sure that it's correct doctrine. And I can fall. Where is your doctrine on baptisms? You know what? We're going to come with spiritual chaos. Spiritual freedom. That's going to look like chaos to everyone who's got their ducks in a row. It's duck hunting season to blow the reason and the logic off your hearts off your minds 
This is how we take the things of God and make them human. This is how we take the things of the apostles of the first century and turn it into a hundred thousand denominations. And each one says, I have a backing from a spiritual elder. That spiritual elder ain't Jesus. And those spiritual elders in the cloud of witnesses aren't happy with you. Because you're soulish, unspiritual, carnal, living out of reason. This is reason. This is unreason. You know what you need to grow in? Unreasonableness. You need to get unreasonable. And it's not purposely offensive, but it will be because the whole curse of the fall has to be burnt off the spirit. That's how you take back what he stole from you. What do you know he stole from you? The expression of divinity through spirit and the exact counterfeit is the soul trying to copycat it. That's why he called them pretenders and play actors, because the soul is the kingdom of hell pretending to be spirit in the kingdom of heaven. Those in soul are copycats, false Christians, uncircumcised hearts. And since we were those once to understanding these things in a desperate attempt of divine love and revelation, we communicate these mysteries to you so you can understand the situation of the internal civil war. Bob Jones called spirit blue and he called soul gray. And if you know the American Civil War, it was the Greys versus the Blues. The Blues were the Yankees, the Northerners, and the Greys were the Southerners. And the Blue won, which represents the Civil War that's internal within your own union, within your own body, that there is a Civil War during the time of sanctification. And if you don't have the revelation of blue versus gray, you'll lose because of confusion. You might think it's an external battle, that it's the devil doing it. I've watched this a hundred thousand times. You think it's someone else cursing you with witchcraft prayers. That witch is praying against me and they lose their freaking minds and they go insane. They think something external is causing the confusion. Wrong every, every single time. Wrong every time. It don't matter who's cursing you. Satan have his highest warlock and satanic hell cursing you won't make any difference if you're in blue versus gray because all they have is gray. If you're in the blue, witchcraft don't work on you because it's living water. You think witchcraft works on the Holy Ghost? Are you delusional? Witchcraft only works on the selfish soul nature. But you might believe in that soul nature if you're into false Christianity, but if you're into the river... That realm is the overcoming of the world. That realm can't touch you, as the Bible say, and Satan can't touch you. Seems like Satan's touching a lot of people. Satan might be touching your stuff as you deal with Satan in your own hearts and minds by getting the gray out and the blue up. That's the morning star rising in your heart. That's a different kingdom in you. That's knowing the kingdom through and through. It's progressively renewing your mind to live in the deep blue of God called the Crystal Sea. It is the Sapphire Sea. The Sapphire Pavement is Sapphire Living Water. It's walking on water. Sapphire is living water. That's what the prophetic anointing is. Remember Elijah in the river? In the natural, John the Baptist, Jesus Christ said he was the Elijah that was to come. And where was he? 
in the river. The water. The water is the prophetic anointing. So what's a false prophet, guys? What's Jezebel of this generation and everyone that speaks out of the soul that is not speaking by the water? What's his name in the Bible? Voice of many waters. There's only one. The voice of many waters. And the issue is he's only speaking through you if you're winning the internal civil war. Everyone who wins the internal civil war is on the same page. That's called unity of the brethren. When you begin to have unity in the living water, in the spirit, then you begin to take out the dry place of the gray matter of the soul. And that has yet to happen because so many people are deceived in the gray. Half these people out here in the audience right now trying to help the blue out of the gray realm just manifesting like crazy out here. And if it's that bad amongst the leaders and the elect, can't imagine what it's like if you're not getting first-hand discipleship by the living water out there. They're confused. So we need clarity. We need a living water leadership to stand up in the belly or the spirit of the bride and take over the consciousness of the Christian mindsets. Drowning the strongholds of Babylon the Great and her sorceries that deceived all flesh, which as nations. Amen. And I just encourage everyone to just rest in the deep blue as we minister. You can get out of your head by what he said. You know, faith is entering the rest. Soulishness, witchcraft is that brain thing trying to help the spirit by whatever means because of a lack of faith and you can just feel it in here right now a lack of faith real witchcraft which is the sanctification of the holy ghost dealing with you just say he's dealing with me because he loves me he's changing me he's changing me from soulishness to spirituality that's what growing up in the glory is glory to glory and you're going to encounter it the whole rest of your lives forever glory to glory is spirituality conquering soulishness and soulishness is carnality but not always because the soul's invisible like the spirit that's why soulishness is the root of carnality and you're born soulish and you're born carnal therefore you must be born again of spirit and water otherwise your invisible soul will never know what life is life to you will be effort out of your invisible soul right here in your wind God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul so the breath part of you is your soul you knock the breath out of someone, they turn blue and they die and their soul pops out of their body. Counterfeit blue. Blue death. Satan of counterfeit blue as well. And then you see the development of your spirit in the exact measure that your soul oppressed it. There's a soulish oppression to the spirit. I just want everyone to go a little deeper than themselves in here tonight so we can have a higher flight. I just want everyone to get through the soul and bring their consciousness here. The prophetic word 
brings the mind into the spirit, into the river. Elijah takes your consciousness past the soulishness. That's called past the inner court. <laughs> How many of y'all know the soul is the inner court? Inner court Christianity won't ever get the job done. You'll never dethrone and throw down a principality in the inner court. Inner court is the overflow of those that know him in the Holy of Holies. And Jesus Christ, the pioneer of salvation, has gone through the veil of man's soul into the Holy of Holies of man's spirit. Do you know where Jesus is enthroned? I'll tell you, the Bible says so. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, King of kings and Lord of lords, is enthroned within the center of mankind's spirit. He's there. Nothing you do to change that. Nothing you think could change that. Nothing you experience or think you experience from an angel or a vision or a dream will change that. What's going to change is you understanding the rock-solid center of the Lord Jesus in your spirit. <laughs> and there you'll rest. There you'll overcome the world. Not by your effort. Not even by your drinking. <laughs> you know, we make drinking an effort. They do. I've been talking. I've had so many people complain to me and say, Brandon, I've been trying to drink. I've been trying to toke. I speak in tongues. I do all the same stuff you do, but I don't have any results. And they leave sad. So, you know, the difference between me and you is faith. I don't turn any of this into ritualism. I don't turn it into formulas. I stay in the river. I turn it into union to be controlled by the person of the Holy Ghost. If the soul needs a ritual, if the soul needs a formula, Jesus isn't even your Lord. The ritual of religion's your Lord. Sometimes you, and this will offend some of you that think you're drinking, but you're not, you're stinking. If you think that the ritual is helping you, if you think that the act of the natural realm is helping you, that's why this can be a stumbling block. You know why this works? Because I have faith in the Holy Ghost. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. You don't. You need to believe. None of the apostles took the ghosts or drank the Godka. Let's just get real here because we're dealing with Joel's bar. We're dealing with this group of believers that are comfortable around our manifestations and we need to get personal and we need to get the sandpaper out. We need to refine things into a greater faith. You can have any expression you want in the glory. Don't have to be any certain way. The issue is you need to be growing in the glory. There's expressions of the glory, oftentimes that are in a much more mature state than those that get into the kind of drinking and the toking. It's true. You still see incredible rebellion, you see sexual morality, you see lust, you see total immaturity in the prophetic all over the people drinking and toking. And it's and people think drinking and toking, man, I've really arrived there. You know, it's cool. You understand the importance of the river, but oftentimes you don't see the same holiness as other groups. You have to walk in holiness and the drinking. You know, nobody gets into the marriage supper of the Lamb without holiness. No one will see the Lord. 
which means if there's sexual morality, if there's lust in you, the drinking's not working because you're you're breathing in from the prince of the power of the air. You're breathing in the air of sin. Toking the air of sin. You see it all the time. Drinking barrels of the Red Dragon's River. It's true. But we need to be drinking barrels of the living water. You can drink from many different cups. Apostle Paul says you're not drinking from the one cup of the Lord. Corinthians thought they were. The apostle says you're not. The apostle said you're drinking from the cups of demons. That's why you don't have understanding. That's why you're still sleeping with the temple prostitutes. That's why you're praying in tongues and smoking cigarettes. That's why you're praying in tongues and drinking too much wine. Paul says, and then when another person gets drunk on alcohol and they're mistreating widows and there's no love, there's no compassion, there's no actual spiritual growth, all this soulless junk and garbage which is stuff that you do in the realm of the natural that looks spiritual, but is not the Holy Ghost, and it's not about knowing the Holy Ghost. What does the Bible say? All this stuff you do here, you still need to return to your first love. There's a simplicity of walking with the Holy Ghost. If the stuff in the junk is not increasing, I tell you the truth, the gifts of the Spirit, even the words of knowledge, words of wisdom, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all this stuff, you know, even miracles. Look at the ten lepers. Nine get healed, only one comes back to Jesus, only one actually grew his spirit. Nine just got healed and lived soulishly the rest of their lives. What good does it matter if you go into hell healed, it is written. That they didn't even know Jesus, but Jesus healed them. That's what the Bible says. They didn't even return to the Lord. And Jesus asked the leper, where are the other nine? <laughs> they weren't interested in the things of the spirit. They were interested in the things of the soul. They wanted soul health. You know what false Christianity is? Health of the soul and depraving the spirit. Which means you've depraved Jesus. What you've done to the least of these, what's the least of these? Spirit you've done to me. How you've treated the Spirit is your exact love towards Jesus Christ. Most of us treat our own spirits horribly. We do. Because we don't understand. We're perishing for lack of revelation of our own spirit. We need teaching of the human spirit because only there is the throne of Jesus Christ. Any Christian teaching that neglects the human spirit is anti-Christ because it doesn't deal with the inner man. It's not God's will, no matter how good it looks. The Bible says there will be many lying signs and wonders. You know what lying signs and wonders is? Stuff that happens in the physical realm supernaturally that still allows them to live soulishly. That's why it's called lying. Lies are what keep you in soul. Revelation of the spirit of truth pierces soul, crucifies soul, annihilates soul. Does it get crucified? Does it kill soul? It kills soul. They love not their souls unto death. Revelation 12, 11. Read the Bible. That's what it says. They love not their lives unto death of what part of them? The soul part of them. If you are not annihilating the soul part of you, you are not growing towards Jesus in the center of man's spirit. Which means your life is a waste currently. 
It has no eternal profit that your life is a total lie and you've been living here and God the Father and his prophets will always draw you here into spirit because that's where the river is. Anyone that's true in the prophetic will always speak out of the eternal part of man. Everyone that's false will speak out of the temporal part of man, the decaying part. The Bible says God has no part in the decaying, aging part of you. And so we get frustrated with God because he's not meeting my soulish needs. We want soulish leaders. And so they make leaders after the desires of their own soul for lack of the cross in their hearts and minds. But real leadership will come up of the river of life like Noah and annihilate the soul realm. What goes down into the water in Revelation for the end of Babylon the Great and the sorceries of mankind's selfishness? It's the soul of Christian believers that oppose the circumcision of the heart. They've opposed the annihilation of the carnality. They've opposed the annihilation of their animal feelings. And what's behind animal feelings? Animal hormones 100% of the time. Sexual immorality 100% of the time. If you are not destroying the knowledge of good in the heart, there will be sexual immorality right behind the knowledge of good called the knowledge of evil. And you'll wrestle and struggle like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7. Oh foolish man that I am, who delivered me from this body of sin? For the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I do, I just I can't do it because the soul can't do it. That's the lesson to get us into Romans 8. Warring against the spirit in the soul comes to an end at a greater level of maturity. You'll go on the tour of the Red Sea. You'll see the wonder-working power of Calvary, and he will take you from there into the glory, which will be the baptism of your soul, that until this point, I tell you the truth, most Christians who believe in Jesus and are even baptized in the Spirit with the down payment of the deposit of the gifts have opposed this depth of commitment in the Holy Ghost. It's actually quite rare that you find people that are willing to take their souls into the glory and destroy them. The Bible says no one overcame the devil unless they destroyed their souls into his soul. The living water is the soul of Jesus Christ. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. What does the glory do to the soul? It glorifies it. And that sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? It is wonderful. But then you begin to understand what the soul was before glorification. And that's the horror of dealing with the fallen angels in the river Nile, where most people don't want to look into that dimension. Just give me some happy, clappy crap. Give me some patty cake, nursery Christianity. Don't threaten me with the actual reality of what sin and death look like in the human heart. That's why false Christianity that just puts band-aids on the heart sells on every street corner of America. Sells on every street corner of YouTube. Because if you start to deal with the depravity of the River Nile, I tell you the truth, in mature prophetics, human, all human bloodlines of all nations is the River Nile. There's one River Nile, it's united. And it's united against the river of the Holy Spirit. But there's one river of the Holy Spirit, and it's lower than your heart. 
It's in your spirit. It's in your belly. And there is a remnant that has gone lower than the river of the red dragon into the river of Jesus Christ, the white eagle. There's a river of the white eagle and there's a river of the red dragon. And how many of y'all know that's the Christian civil war? Red dragon in the gray matter of your soul, that's why you get tempted all the time. God ain't tempting you. It's your own freaking DNA. Wake up. It's your own DNA. It's your own gray matter. It has nothing to do with God. God's the answer. If you can go deeper in the living water, then you can wash your heart clearer every day. But the thing about it is, it forces you to deal with reality of the heart. This is true humility. This is baptism. This is crucifixion. This is Calvary. Calvary is taking gray into blue. Climbing Calvary is annihilating human DNA. You're born of God's sperm genetics. It is written, 1 John. And that God's sperm genetics is the living Word of God inside your immortal, eternal spirit. It's directly in your belly, not in your organs or your taco bell is digested. In the spiritual stomach, your spirit is in that place. The spirit is in the belly. The invisible, eternal part of you is in your belly, and unless it's fed and nurtured, you'll never know John 7:38. Out of your belly flows rivers. Who's living in the rivers out of their belly? John 7:38. That's what the Bible says. Amplified classic, innermost being, which this is most being. What's lower than the most being? Inner core. Holy place, innermost being, which is spirit. The spirit is where the river flows from. You probably count on two hands the amount of people on this planet that are fully living out of their innermost being. Because right now, and the level of maturity in Christianity that we laid our lives down for, for the building up and developing of everyone in the faith, that they would bring their soul and that mixture of their invisible soul down into a deeper baptism. When a remnant of a people press into a deeper baptism in the center of their spirit and become a true throne room company, it's room because it's inside the spirit of man, which is a throne room. Inside the throne room is the throne of the lamb where the river comes from. So when you're outside the city gates, you're outside the blue part of your spirit. Your spirit's born again and regenerated at birth, then you need to be sanctified. No one that resists sanctification ever gets an inheritance with Jesus in this world. They get a human inheritance because they're not sanctified. The humanity has not been removed by the impartation of divinity. Most of us still resist the transformation from human to divine. You need to learn how to yield. You need to learn how to trust. You need to know that the Holy Ghost in you is smarter than you. If you are smarter than God, you'll always remain in the soul. You'll look good in front of others. They'll promote you to the board of directors because you have promoted the world system. You have promoted the human system. You look like a good human being. So Jesus Christ said their rewards would be in this life. How many of y'all know they have none in heaven? Zero in heaven. Your rewards in heaven are then direct levels of sacrificing human for divine right now. This is what's knocking at your heart. God, if you let me in, we're going to have fellowship in the spirit. 
that we're going to deal with the rooms of your heart together. We're going to deal with your feelings together. Leopard's lair, lion's den, Song of Solomon, all over again. Not one time, constantly, until every word of divine love is the permanent fixed reality of spirit conquering heart. Isn't it interesting? 2 Peter 1.19, it's not the morning star rising in the brain. You'd think it would be, because that's where we have all the problems. No, it's not the brain. It's the morning star rising in the heart that causes the dawning of day in the mind. Which means if you don't deal with this every day, you're not even a disciple in any way. This is what you deal with. You know, when you win the Civil War, this stuff will try to rise up and come against you. You can test your own spiritual growth by past, past season's temptations to see if they work on how much divine genetics have risen in your heart. Which your ability to be tempted dissolves. The Bible says God cannot be tempted, nor can he sin in any way. Which means if the true, real deal of real Christianity is happening within you, you'll be able to look at past season's temptations and it won't even be possible to sin in some of those areas. Not all of them, not like you're perfect or anything, but you're being made perfect by the dissolving of your human heart into the divinity of Christ in your spirit. And that is the disciples walk. That is what you're making progress in little by little every day. Dealing with DNA is under a microscope. It's a million-powered microscope. The thousand-fold increase at a DNA level as spirit changing heart. When spirit changes heart, that's when your face begins to glow. That's when you can look at everything in the realm of the natural from God's perspective. And the evidence that this is happening is always unconditional love, understanding DNA clearly, understanding witchcraft clearly. Sorcery and witchcraft mentioned everywhere in the New Testament. Paul discipling his young apostolic son Timothy, and he says, you're dealing with witchcraft of Janes and Jambres, and these ma magicians deceived the whole nation and they're deceiving everyone that resorts to the soul realm that's what the knowledge of good and evil is it's the sorcery of white and black magic of Janes and jambres but moses who was discipled by the angel and the spirit of the lord was able to destroy them but it was a contest and there was an external showdown to show you on the inside the same exact contest that you will strive in, wrestle in every day in your own internal conflict. And you'll have victory. And you know, if you take your consciousness into your spirit, you can rest in the victories. Instead of living in the parts of you that are unrenewed, you can live in the renewed parts of you, which is have perfect peace every day of your life. But if you get ahead of your sanctification, if you get ahead of the level of your consecration, you get delusional. That's what pride is that puffs up. That I'm already perfect in these areas. I don't need to change. I've overcome death already. This is what a false prophet is. It puffs up. It's like I've, I've reached a level that I'm not actually at yet. That's why you want to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. What is in the faith? In the actual sanctified, glorified part of you. The part of you that's perfected in love. The part of you that's perfected in power, authority, dominion, might of the Lamb of God. 
your spirit part of you that's growing and looking into the Word of God. This is why you're constantly transfigured by looking into the Word of God, which takes you from one degree of glory to another degree of glory by the Holy Ghost. This is by the Word feeding your spirit. The endless ocean of the crystal sea expanding within thee. And your eyes begin to see that God lives in the midst of me. That I'm not alone in this body. It's him in there. And every part of me needs the sea. And I'm going down like a clown with a frown. <laughs> we do it first. We resist. We come in as know-it-alls. That's what the goat nature is. Jesus Christ called it a goat. Moses called it a goat. Goat is all the pride of man and fallen angel. And you can't avoid it. You can't say, oh, that didn't touch me. That's all human hearts are. That's what the River Nile is. That's all your human heart is right now, is pride. Unless it's been circumcised, which means cut off, then there's no humility even in your inner man. You understand that? You're just dealing with constant pride like pastoring cats every single day. Just pastoring witches. Pastoring selfish witches every day. And when you can get them to obey, it's usually out of some kind of selfishness. It's not out of love towards Jesus. If you love Jesus, you circumcise your heart. You sacrifice your self-nature. The more you love him, the more your heart peels off your spirit. It's exactly that same measurement. <laughs> Glorification is not anything except a true love for Jesus. And if there's a love of self, Jude says, well, they're the worldly antichrist. In those days, they'll be lovers of self. Because they love their own lives. They love the devil. Loving your own life is loving the devil, the Bible says. If you love his life, you count your life as forfeit. Have you forfeited your life to Jesus? Have you given him your heart actually in reality under the sword of the spirit on the altar of fire? Or is your Christianity still fake? Mere nonsense in the brain, believing in Jesus like the demons believe in Jesus and shudder. Why? Because there's no sacrifice, there's no obedience, there's no real faith, there's no glory, there's no fire, there's no altar. You haven't yielded. It's just the human nature believing the true things, which is philosophy. It's not Christianity. Uh, the human nature believing truth is not Christianity. <laughs> the human nature annihilated by the Holy Ghost, becoming a temple controlled by a different person that's not you inside that body, is becoming a real Christian. And that's actually quite rare nowadays. Yesterday, dealing with our family, it was a wonderful time, celebration, blah, blah, blah. This guy that's my, my sister's boyfriend, he says, do you really believe in that Jesus stuff? So I really, really believe in that Jesus stuff. And I told him my testimony, how I came out of the occult and drugs and stuff, and I've felt God like 10,000 watts of electricity and demons driven out of me at Teen Challenge and discipled in the glory and continuous signs and wonders last 20 years. And he says, man, I, I believe this because I can feel from you this energy that's making my whole face tingle right now. I can feel the manifest glory of God making me tingle all over. I said, good, that's the river of life. That's the river, that's God upon you right now. 
so I said, man, you need to come to Joel's bar. <laughs> You're going to love it. Earlier, Rebecca was working on him, and he said he wasn't even a believer. You might be watching right now. Bless you, man. Bless you. Excited for you. Encountering the glory. You found the meaning of life. You found the well of salvation. The river of life's going to flow through you. This is my type of evangelism. The ones that are thirsty for the glory. Or it's just, you know, it's basically like giving a friend a dab. Just, just smoke that. Like, oh, I believe now. Yeah, I can live for that. You can live for the glory cloud. He couldn't live for religion. I'm not gonna, don't need to go to church. I need to go to heaven. I don't need to go to church. I'm gonna get raptured. I'll be around other believers because ain't no fun getting high by yourself. But friends share, amen? And we're gonna get high together. The overcomers, the angel like sons of God, the children of the resurrection are getting high together. They learn how to stay high with no religion, so you can express it any way you want in the glory, in holiness. And you'd be surprised, you know, drinking is holiness, acting drunk, Acts chapter 2, when they first got the Holy Ghost, that was considered holiness. You know there's holy drunkenness? You guys know there's holy drunkenness, right? There's holy highness. There's holy joy. What happens when you get in the oil of joy beyond your fellow companions? Psalms 36, the Lord visited the earth and intoxicated it, enriched its furrows as low places. Everything about his cup becomes supremely intoxicating. You know, this is a person that lives in the rapture of God. You can live in ecstasy. Don't get selfish in your ecstasies now. You know, you got to take on the nature and the character at- attributes of God. A lot of times when we experience the things of God, the temptation after these experiences with the great joy, with the great drunkenness, with the great glory, with the signs and wonders and the miracles and all the wonderful things of God doing in the earth, the temptation is to get selfish in them. Selfishness isn't a minor problem down here. It's the only problem. The whole curse of the fall is one thing, selfishness. So you're dealing with it in everyone. And when God is invading man's selfishness, which is God invading and drowning the curse of the fall, the issue is that stuff, you can get selfish with it. But Lord, we drove out demons in your name. You did it selfishly. You posted it on YouTube so you could have 100,000 hits. And he says, that's your reward. The popularity that you sought by doing it out of selfishness. That's what he says in the Bible. That'll be your rewards. But if you're doing it in the Holy Ghost, in union with the Holy Ghost, you're storing up treasures in heaven. You need to learn how to store up treasures in heaven by pleasing the Holy Ghost in you in all things. That's when your life gets super enriched with super glory, which is the super prophets and the super apostles. And you need them because we we have superman, but we don't think we don't need super apostles. You need super apostles. Paul was a super apostle making fun of fake super apostles. He was a real super apostle. He was a mighty man of God. It's okay to have the champions of faith as superheroes. Daniel, you read the Bible, the prophets in every generation were the superheroes. If even Daniel, Ezekiel, or Adam was there, this people couldn't be saved from Babylon. It is written. Which means they were naming off the superheroes, the men and women of great faith, were the celebrities as superheroes in their culture. And that was kingdom culture. 
We have this problem. We don't need celebrities. You need them. You need the 24 elders, superheroes. You need people to lead you. Otherwise, you'd be going to Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. You'd be going to someone else. Donald Trump, most of you. Donald Trump's your superhero. And he's an infant in Christ. God bless him, but we still change his diapers. You have to change all babies' diapers, even if billionaire babies. Millionaire babies. Even those that have an irrevocable calling and anointing from God that is so crucial, like Donald Trump. And pray for Donald Trump. Amen? Amen. And then pray for yourself to turn blue out of the gray that you may be able to give everyone a drink of living waters all the time effortlessly flowing out of you. I don't even need to be talking about the deep things of God for people to feel the electrical glory all over their faces everywhere I go. It's just the Spirit releasing rivers all the time. It's just building up the Spirit that you are living a divine life of union in your inner man and constant fellowship with Christ. It's called knowing Him. We need to know you, Lord, inside our spirit. And the constant yielding of the heart and the mind and the bones, which is the will, to the spirit that's prioritizing Him on the center. First love. You can't leave first love. At any point you leave first love, which is union with Christ within, you always get into idolatry, and that's what we attack every day. The main thing of the prophetic is not just building up the spirit, but it's tearing down the idolatrous, which is everything that's not spirit, but it's all soulish junk from Satan killing you in some kind of delusion of false success. Success in God's book is based entirely on, did you please the Holy Ghost in your center today? Do you even know him? What are you doing with your life? Do you know God in the midst of you? What is blocking you from an intimate knowing? Jesus Christ said in the Bible, the gifts are, your abilities were, the things I gave you were blocking you from knowing me, it says in the Bible. My prophetic gifting, my dream interpretation, my signs and my wonders, Lord. I did them for you. He's like, your soul's still intact. You didn't do them for me. If you did them for me, I'd be talking directly to a mirror glass reflection right now. Yeah. Amen? I'd be talking to another Jesus Christ face to face in a sea of glass. He's not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. It's a different level of maturity we don't know yet. We're going to know that level of maturity that's called the brothership of Jesus Christ where he talk to his twin brother because your whole fallen Adamic soul is burnt out of your bodies. When he looks into your eyes, he's looking directly into his heavenly father. That's normal fellowship amongst the mature. When I look into your eyes, when you are erased in there through purification, sanctification, transformation, it's the father in my spirit talking to the father in your spirit. And since the father's all knowing, there's quite a lot to talk about because we know less than nothing. We know less than 1% of what there is to know. But it's the Father in us that's omniscient, all-knowing. And that's how you grow in revelation. Talking to each other, totally whittled out. It's it's a whittling, too. I wish it was just, oh, just a one-time filet, like a fish. But it's not that way. It's everyday priesthood of Melchizedek activity. 
six days a week, the priest cut open the animal, burned the animal. You don't get six, you get seven in the New Covenant. You got six in the Old Testament, the number of man. Six is gone. Now, New Covenant, seven, the number of the Father. Because now it's the Father in there who doesn't rest. My Father never sleeps, Jesus said. The Father never rests. That's why I work on the Sabbath, Jesus Christ said. Jesus didn't take a day off because the Father doesn't take a day off. And they were in union and it wasn't full of effort. Feel bad for me, I work so much. Give me a big donation tonight. I work seven days a week. You need two days off, Lord Jesus. He said, I've never worked a day in my life. That's what he said in the Bible. I didn't do any works. Jesus didn't do any works. Jesus Christ in the Bible said there was the Father working all the time. How many of y'all know the Father was working when the body of Jesus of Nazareth was sleeping? Truth in you. How many of y'all know with Christ in your spirit, your spirit's working all the time? Can you imagine if, well, today it's my day of rest. The river is not going to work today, so you physically die. The only life that's down here is in the Holy Spirit. If you took a day off from the Holy Spirit, you know you would physically die. It's the only thing holding your bodies together right now. You have no life in you except from God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You're not even alive unless the Holy Spirit animates you. It's the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit that holds sinners together. You know, it's pretty wild. He even holds the fallen angels together because they had a legal right and he allowed them and honored their selfish will. Holy Ghost honored their selfish will. How do you think angels fly through the heavens and the earth? The Bible says, Psalms 139, that God is even in hell. So the omnipresence, the all manifest presence of the Holy Ghost is through all creation, good, bad, and evil. I cause my rain to fall on the just and the unjust, the wicked and the righteous alike, get the omnipresence. Omnipresence is the sovereignty of God through all wickedness or righteousness, whatever you get into during your life on earth. Now what's special, which makes us different, what we're going after is the manifest presence. Omnipresence versus manifest presence. That's knowing him. That's going into the innermost being, spirit, and getting into the river. And the river becomes the manifest presence. That's why people can feel the buzzing all over their faces around me, because we go deeper into the manifest presence. Other believers that don't understand out of your belly flows the manifest presence simply live in the omnipresence. That's the difference between friends of the bridegroom and the bride of Christ. Friends understand the full plumbing of the new covenant. It's a much deeper knowing. It's a much deeper understanding. Understanding costs you what? Everything, Proverbs says. What's the everything? The whole other river that keeps consciousness in the brain. So if consciousness in the brain is running on the Nile, 99% of Christians live there. They're still saved because they have Christ in their spirit, but they're not great in the kingdom. In order to get great in the kingdom, the whole river of the heart has to be dissolved into the river of the spiritual stomach. That's real metamorphosis. That is the real process of the manifesting sons of God that come forth now. And it'll have to be with this type of teaching to everyone that will ever come into true weos maturity. Technon is you can still have the Nile. Weos, no Nile. 
which makes you a major threat to immature Christians that attack you nonstop like we've experienced for 16 years. Because in immature, false, soulish Christianity, you get to keep your heart intact. There's no threat. Everyone's nice to their hearts. You get around those meanies that say this thing has to die. We're, we set ourselves apart from the Holy of Holies is what they're setting themselves apart from. They're setting themselves apart in a technon incubator. And I tell you what, God ain't going to allow it in this day. In fact, many of them are put into prison under Satan and they'll have to endure to the end. Because you have a major part of the wrong kingdom when you allow that to remain. It's called the uncircumcision, the uncircumcised. Now, there's been a holding tank. In this world, there is a holding tank. It is very much like a purgatory, only you're alive. You're alive in purgatory. If your heart's uncircumcised, you're in a holding tank until you come to an end of your selfishness and desire a deeper depth in God's righteousness that will require you giving your heart to the Holy Spirit and fire. It's likened in the Bible to an animal being burned alive on an altar, a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God that he is well pleased with. You know, that's the burning of the human heart. Most believers now in their 60s, 70s, and 80s haven't done it at all. This is like foreign to their charismatic Pentecostalism. You know, God told me last week we're pioneering circumcision of the heart. You've heard it before. You got the right doctrine. You've even heard it taught, but now you're going to get it caught. It's a totally different thing when you experience circumcision. The sword is real, the flesh is real, and the blood is real and the animal will bleed. You can't avoid it. There's no other way to come out of the curse of the fall other than through the circumcision of the heart. Every man, woman, and hopefully you can start out as children so that when you're 40, you didn't waste the last 30 years of your life on the selfishness of your heart. You know, if someone loves you, they'll stop that at a young age. Because the wide path of destruction is clear to one circumcised of heart, this narrow path and few find it. So you want to be around the few in Jesus' name. And they'll irritate you, they'll offend you, because everything in the heart is Satan. The heart is wicked beyond knowing. Those who follow their heart follow the devil. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. It is written. Amen. You got to go lower than you. So we're preaching and teaching on the circumcision of the heart, getting it well established in our group and well experienced in our souls. And then the, the mind realizing what God has done for you. He has saved you from your own blood. It's in your own blood that the fallen angels tempt you. Witchcraft and sorcery only work within human blood. The Holy Spirit is the bloodline of Jesus, the river of life, Revelation 22. Holy Spirit will take that position and stand up in your heart. And then you have the ability to easily destroy the works of the devil because the Holy Spirit has already destroyed them in Christ on Calvary. But you're not going to have an additional destruction to the works of the enemy in your own heart. That's the insanity of religion you deal with every day. And the lack of the altar and the sword of the altar and the burning of the altar. We need a mature priesthood that understands destroying our own animal nature. Animal nature is in the cats and dogs. Animal nature is in you, in your flesh and blood. You're not born angels, you're born animals. 
You're holding your cute little animal babies. And every mom hates me for telling them the truth. It is so precious. Yeah, so pre Unless it's born again, that thing goes to hell. Amen. Get real. Nothing cute about it. What's cute is your delusion into the natural dimension, thinking that the natural dimension's beautiful. Because you're delusional. The spirit is beautiful. Yahweh, perfect in beauty, Zion, shining forth is beautiful, is what the Bible says. The word has a different standard than man. You've tolerated man's belief systems in your Christianity. The prophetic in this generation won't tolerate it at all. It's an abomination. It's satanic. You need holiness in the spirit in the same standard of Jesus Christ in heaven. And the standard of man and women will be destroyed with a great flood of living water. And those that don't have that standard won't breathe anymore. Days of Noah. They're not even going to breathe. They're wicked. They love the devil. The lovers of the devil get the lake of fire with the devil. But there are many people that have never heard the real gospel. They've heard a human gospel. This living water gospel that purifies the heart and mind to be the full expression of the divine kind will come forth and people will believe in the supernatural as it devours the human. The human factor is what has held back the great harvest. And you say, man, with that kind of severe teaching and preaching, no one come in. No, it's the only way they will come in because they're going to come into the holy glory where there's no human factor. This thing is being led by the Lord of Spirits. Who is the Holy Ghost, our Master? Who is the Holy Ghost, our Father? We have one leader, the Holy Ghost, and we know him together. And we're getting closer and closer with him together through working at the altar of our own internal civil war. You only know him by destroying the self, destroying the heart with the fire, burning this thing, peeling it off. It's so wonderful to look at God. It is so deceiving to look at ourselves. A people that will no longer look at themselves. A people that will see God. What does the Bible say? The pure in heart will see God. Not once. Not a glimpse into glory. Not a vision or a dream. They will look into the Shekinah glory of the man of light, the Lord of spirits, the Lord of glory, the Holy Ghost is his name, right behind their eyeballs. Talk about accountability. There's God in there. I can see God in my body. Can you? Purify your heart to see God in you and obey God. That's what it means to be led of the spirit, spirit led. That's kind of a generic term. And Charismania or spirit-led believers. I, I'm really happy to hear it because God is an awesome spirit and we must be in spirit and truth. I tell you what, there's a greater knowing of the spirit. This thing is far beyond what we were taught in the charismatic church. We're talking about the father making his home in our bodies. Not a lesser part of God, the fullness of deity in bodily form. And we'll end with Colossians chapter 2. <laughs> crucifying you. In Jesus' name, buckaroo. For I want you to know how great is my solicitude. If anybody knows what solicitude is, post it in RLM.
That's too high for me. I'm not into solicitude. I don't even know what that word means. I'm in. Oh, that's it. I'm done here. I only got my BS. I got it in pastoral. You know, I went to Bible college. You would never guess. But this is what I got. A BS in pastoral. A true BS pastor. Bachelor of Science, not bullshit, okay? Still got a little dignity and respectability to circumcise off my spirit. Pray for me. Yeah. How severe an inward struggle. Really, really struggling in this angelic ecstasy. Ha ha ha. Not at all. It has never been easier to work out, out our salvation with fear and trembling. Isn't that wild? You gotta work it out. That means it's fully within. Salvation is fully within. Bible says it needs to be worked out. Amen? Holy Ghost gymnastics, work out. And for those believers in the lukewarm church, Laodicea, which is another name in the Bible for 20th century America. Truth or no? And for all who, like yourselves, have never seen my face and known me personally. <laughs> Didn't even have the internet. Never even seen Paul. Oh well. Never even knew who he was. Heard about him. And he's still got a remnant that had never seen him. Never watched a video. No human communication. Just a freaking letter from someone they don't know from far away. And you got people just reading the letter and getting fried in the glory. Talk about commitment. We need desperation. Internet has made us so lazy and just so unappreciative for this level of communication. It's really madness. For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, encouraged as they are knit together in love that they may come to have the abounding wealth and blessing of assured conviction, understanding that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted and may know more definitely, accurately, thoroughly that mystic secret of God, which is Christ the Anointed One. Christ is mysticism. Everything else can burn in hell in Jesus' name. In him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. Where? Christ in your spirit. That's the promise then, guys. Throne room. Rich treasury glory. I say this in order that no one will mislead you, delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. You know, it's that communication gift. Gifted communicators. Orators. 
like the Greeks. They had a fanciful oration. <laughs> it was as demonic as it gets. <laughs> How much Christianity is just in sounding nice, sounding like you're teaching something, but you're not imparting a substance of something. Substance. We need bars. Yep. If they're not giving forth bars, they're not giving forth the gospel. They're not. All ministries should be open bar, not just this one. Every single Christian ministry has to be a bar with the substance of the glory in every word. Otherwise, you're not going into heaven as you receive it. Right now, it's such a mixture out there. People don't even know what to receive. If you are not receiving the glory, the wine of the new covenant, the new wine, in the word going forth, it's not leading you to Jesus. It's not. It's leading you to the devil. Devil Christianity is mostly what's out there. And most of it, it's not just so black and white. It's gray. It's gray. Soul is gray. Soul that's gray believes in Jesus, but it's never turning white because of a mixture of not understanding the way back into the center of man's spirit where the throne of Jesus is. So you can't lead people anywhere, even if you're a great teacher. It just stays gray the whole time. You look at the teachers, Christian teachers, awesome teaching, awesome preaching, but the souls are still gray. We haven't gotten anywhere in 40 years. I tell you what, it goes white burn that all up but those people manifest weep and gnash their teeth towards the one that tries to turn them white tries to turn them blue bring that whole realm of all the teaching you've ever received in your soul it will all manifest the kingdom of hell it's all christian teaching that will manifest the kingdom of hell in the gray that's what gray is that's why it's not black because they're believers they're not unbelievers only believers can have gray because it's a mixture of spirit and flesh now it needs to turn white white garments new garments sparkling garments these are those who have kept their garments clean which means spirit has completely conquered the soul for though i'm away from you in body i am with you in spirit delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array and the firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in christ that leaning of the entire human personality on him in absolute trust confidence in his power wisdom and goodness as you have therefore received christ even jesus the lord so walk regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him have the roots of your being firmly deeply planted in him fixed and founded in him being continually built up in him becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving see to it that no one carries you off as spoil and makes you yourselves captive by his so-called philosophy intellectualism and vain deceit idle fancies plain nonsense following human tradition you know him Christianity of the soul. Soulish Christianity is your absolute worst enemy, and that's what's tried to kill you in this generation. That's what Laodicean Seventh Church is. Human tradition. Men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world. Just crude notions following the rudimentary and elemental teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ the Messiah. For in him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, 
continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him. So you get the full trinity as well. Made full. Just say, I'm made full. You're not getting full, you're made full. Your spirit's perfect at birth. Now just get the gray out. You're made full. And having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. You know what full spiritual stature is? The brain in the blue. Done. Now live in the perfected glory for your, for your life. That's the promised land. The brain in the blue is living in perfect glory. Mm-hmm. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. In him also you are circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh and the whole corrupt and carnal nature with its passions and lusts. Thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism in which you were also raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions. <laughs> you guys know what transgression is? Acting soulishly towards others. Love is acting spiritually towards others. Have you learned to love? <laughs> Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was enforced and stood against us, hostile to us, this note with its regulations, decrees, and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to the cross. Just impart that one out there, Shaba. Shandrava Kundrividi, Ravashutra Bakare, Rende, fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not once, constantly. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost constantly baptizes us? What a mess if that ever left ever left us. But he's still here. <laughs> Such things are only the shadow of things that are to come. Verse 16, Colossians 2, Amplified. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of Taco Bell. Food and drink. Toxic hell. Or with regard to pizza. Or nachos. Or Christmas. Or Halloween. Such things are only the shadow of things that are to come and they have only a symbolic value. <laughs> That's a message translation mixed in with the Amplified there. But the reality, the substance, the solid fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it, belongs to Christ. 
Aren't you glad that everything belongs to Christ and not you? What a mess it'd be if we got in the way. Ouch. I think I'm still in the way, Lord. We're working on you. Let no one defraud you by acting as an umpire and declaring you unworthy, disqualifying you for the prize, insisting on self-abasement and the worship of angels, taking his stand on visions he claims he has seen, vainly puffed up by his sensuous notions and inflated by his unspiritual thoughts and fleshly conceit. <laughs> you can tell Paul overcame people-pleasing. He's just shredding him, isn't he? You know, it's called divine love. That's what love looks like. That's what love sounds like. Truth, anyhow. And not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. Growing with a growth that is from God. That'll get you drunk right there. Woo. I'm growing with the growth right now. <laughs> if then you have died, just say, I have died, with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental notions and teachings of externalism. Externalism is your enemy in Christianity. Internalism, God inside-mindedness, is all you got in Christianity, and it's more than enough. Why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as do not handle this, do not taste that, don't even touch them, referring to things all of which perish with being used? Two more verses. To do this is to follow humans. <laughs> to do this is to follow human precepts and doctrines. Paul's exposing all false Christianity. Isn't that good? Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Lord. Such external practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularly passes for wisdom in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion, delight in self-humiliation, and severity of discipline. There's a lot of that severity of discipline stuff of externalism out there. I'm a disciple. No, you're not. You're a frickin' Pharisee. You're a child of Satan and not God. That's what externalism is. It's bewitched. It's still following the devil after believing in Jesus Christ. A severity of external discipline. Total garbage. You need freedom in your spirit like a river to loose you from the body entirely to be controlled by his glory and his throne within. Self-discipline of the body. And they are of no value. What does the Bible say? No value. External discipline, the Bible says, has zero value. That's what's killing most of you. External religious discipline. That's what Satan is. He's an external religious angel of externalism. That's what you're overcoming. 
false discipleship. No value, no value. In checking the indulgence of the flesh, the lower nature, instead they do not honor God. Nothing of externalism honors God. Only fellowship and union and obedience in your spirit honors God. We need to grow in honor. That's why they dishonor us so severely. Because they have an external honor system. We have an internal honor system. We're a completely different belief system. It's a completely different faith. Externalism is the purest form of Luciferianism. Luciferian Christianity is mostly what you've known during the Laodicean age. And that's the mixture in all of us that we're overcoming right now in Jesus' name. But we will have an internal discipleship to stay in the river of life. An internal discipline. Which means the outward is totally broken open, releasing the inward discipline of the secret place of the heart. Where all the thoughts and intentions of the heart are disciplined. How it looks outwardly looks like a different religion, doesn't it? They think it's, we've never seen this kind of Christianity before. This is a different thing. What is this? It's the discipleship of the inner man by the Father of Spirits. And the Father has been fathering our spirits for 23 years. And this is what 23 years of spirit fathering actually looks like on earth. And it's glorious. And it's free. And there's no religion in it. And it's ecstatic, and it's pleasurable, and it's prosperous, and it has all the angels assigned to it because it's the very genetics of Jesus Christ growing up in his people's spirits. And your spirits will grow up, and your spirits will grow out, and your spirits will release living water that will renew the heavens, it will renew the earth, it will renew all the systems of men and women, it will renew the school systems. It will renew all the education systems, all political systems will be renewed by the building up and overflowing of your spirit when you repent of all externalism into God inside mindedness in Jesus name. And that's how the floods come. That's how the great awakening happens. That's how this revolution and never ending revival begins. And we're still pioneering it because so few actually believe believe it and walk in it yet because the enemy opposes this level of commitment in the innermost being everything he has is against this but if God is for you and in you who can be against you he who's in the world amen so you have God for you you have us for you you have the real prophets and apostles and fivefold ministry in the river of life for you to help you to build up your spirit to conquer your souls and your minds to bring your bones into the river to get you into the will of the river of life get you flowing where there is no strife even with your wife in the glory every single day in a joyful celebration of never-ending rivers of Jesus Christ spirit outflowing from your innermost being through your entire glorified personality he's gonna fry your personality in a deeper glory a brighter glory which is gonna cause a super abundance of divine favor 
because you have so much light beaming out of you, you are already healing the nations and the nations will gravitate towards the healing light that you manifestate. They gravitate to the manifestate of the healing light from your spiritual stomachs as you've won the internal civil war of blue and gray. Amen? Every day. Blue's winning. You know, an acceleration, a couple of you, the Spirit's been speaking to you about doing a couple day water fast. A little water fasting go a long ways. Your spirit's been eating revelation. It'll just build your spirit up and burn that gray out. And you'll be surprised that that blue water, that living water, that revelations of divine love, that substance of glory on the inside will take a permanent level and a marker on the inside. And the angels will mark the levels of the increase of Christ through your spirit in your inner man. And so a little fasting mixed in too will help the waters rise in you. Just manifest your spirit, gets the gray out of the way. The flesh and the confusion of the flesh have no part in salvation whatsoever. They just get drowned. Days of Noah. Spirit drowning flesh. And this spirit is the intelligence of Jesus Christ, the very mind of Christ. There is an intelligence in the living water far superior than man and woman's intelligence. It's the intelligence of God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the intelligence of their angels that share in their glory living in the kingdom of God. Amen. And let all of that living water intelligence transform you out of animal intelligence and heal your souls in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. This ministry is blessing you. Partner with RLM. Give a generous free will offering, a love offering into these works, into this ministry, touching people all over the world. We're renewing the app, spending thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in ministry, discipling the nations in RLM. Our headquarters appear very small, but we're doing a big work. It's a pioneering work and it does affect and touch everyone. And they're gonna catch up. Support this work, ask the Holy Spirit, pray about it, maybe do a little fasting to hear more clearly. Ask the Holy Ghost if you should begin tithing and tithing your business to this ministry. I believe your business will go bonkers in prosperity if you begin tithing your business into this apostolic ministry and to the works of the high priest at the very altar of God the Father in the third heaven. And see what God can do when you test them in finances. Become radical givers into the apostolic pioneering of sonship in this generation. Click the links in the description. Bless you guys. We'll see you Tuesday. Amen. <laughs> Glory.